This is season two of RYC Praise, The Call. Will you answer the call? All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to RYC Season 2, The Call. I'm your humble host, Orlando Presents. And, uh, man, before we even get started, just give a major shout-out to my sister, DeAndra Smith-Hall and the SPSN family. Uh, Shout-out to everybody out there that is listening, that has listened to the show, not only to our show, but all the shows on the roster. Um, I'm going to have to get a name. I'm going to have to get a list of the shows so I can start giving everybody their shout-outs and everything. So, you know, I like to show love, man. I like to show love, definitely. I love to show love. So, um, first and foremost, man, let's jump into the scripture, which that's what we're going to be doing in the majority of this show. We're going to jump into some scripture. We're going to jump into the Word a little bit. because I think I think some people need that word, man. They need that word to get them calm down a little bit. Let's bring the level down a little bit. Um, I understand what the news is saying. I understand what the president is saying. I understand what your neighbors may be saying, you know, talking about this uh, coronavirus and things of that nature. But um, let's take the anxiety level down a couple of notches. And let's realize exactly what's going on. Um, Like my mom reminded me this morning, you know, everything that is going on has already been foretold within the Bible. I mean, and we can't say that people don't know. Because the thing is, if you've gone to church any amount of time in your life, it's been spoke upon within the word from your pastor, or it should have been spoken upon. I'm assuming it was. So a lot of the things that are going on are things that have already been foretold within your word. So we shouldn't be reacting to certain news like everyone else that may not have known what the Bible has said. And... The only reason why I am assuming that a lot of the people that are running around in mass hysteria, buying up toilet paper and buying up all this stuff and everything, that they are Christians because majority of them, yes, you are. You're Christians. Or you say that you're Christians on social media, but then in the same sentence, you're running around with a cart full of toilet paper. You know, so, I mean, if you need that, if your family is that big, then, hey, by all means, do your thing. But if it's not, we still need to think about others. We, if you're buying toilet paper, you know, you're buying up toilet paper for seniors, kudos to you. If you're buying up toilet paper to take it out to some homeless people, kudos to you. But if you're buying toilet paper and stuff just to, overstock your own home because you're like, oh, man, I'm protected now. Come on, you have to think about it. Let's come down a little bit, okay? All right. So let's jump into the Word. Let's jump into the Word and see what it says about worry. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? 
These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Now, let's stop right there. It says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Do you believe that? Do you believe that 100% that God knows your needs and God is going to provide for your needs? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's out of Matthew uh, 6, 31 and 33. So that's just a pinpoint right there on what's going on right now. And I understand where people are saying, you know, still use common sense, still be, you know, proactive to protect yourself and your family. Yes, that is true. Still use common sense to be proactive to protect yourself, your family, and your neighbors, things of that nature. But for those of you that are losing your mind, that are sitting in front of your TV every five minutes listening to what the news is saying. Uh, for those of you who are, are riding on every word of the president, or if somebody says a slight thing about something about a virus, you're cringing and scared and, oh, man, I don't want it. Uh, I don't want to die. Oh, I don't. I mean, that to me doesn't mark a sign of a true believer. Because if you're a true believer and you do die, you know exactly where you're going. You know exactly where you're going. If you are living your life the way that you're supposed to be living your life, you know exactly where you are going if that time were to come now. And if that time was to come now, me, I know, you know, and a lot of other people know, you're not going to stop it. Regardless of what's going on in society right now, you are not going to stop it when when is is your time to go. So trying to stockpile so many things and trying to argue people down about oh, you know, you have to be careful, you have to, you know, you have to be prepared and things of that nature. All of this is true. But let's not forget who really controls what's going to go on. Regardless if this coronavirus lasts from now to the end of the year or if it lasts next week and goes away, God has that power. He has that power to do that, and he has that power to control that. So let's jump into uh, one more scripture here. This is coming from Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 12:25. Worry weighs a person down and encourages word, word cheers a person up. Worry, worry weighs a person down and an encouraging word cheers a person up. Man, we all need that. We all need an encouraging word. We all need to be uplifted. We all need to know that everything is going to be all right. We all need to be reminded at times. Sometimes we do get in, into our feelings and we start to worry about, you know, what's going to go on. Am I going to be around for my family? Um, is 
my life actually going in the in the direction that I thought it was going to go in. And I'll be honest with you, I've sat back and I've thought about that plenty of plenty of times myself. Um, in the next three years, I'll be turning fifty years old. Fifty. So my birthday that comes up in May, I will be forty-seven. Now, I love what I'm doing. I love the fact that God has blessed me to be able to have, you know, my own cleaning company right now is on the beginning legs. It's, you know, it's still a little weak, but we're building, and God is going to make it bigger, and he's going to make it stronger. But if you were to ask me even a year ago, did you see yourself where you are right now, almost starting over again on another chapter? I would say no. Was I nervous about it? Yes. Was I worried about it? Yes. Even though I know the word says worry not, what me worrying wasn't going to change the fact of what was to come. But the thing is, we love to use this. We love to use this. Oh, we're human. Everybody goes through certain things. We're human. That was, that was a human trait for you to be worried about that. Yes, we are human. And as humans, we know whose we are. So we need to start surrounding ourselves with more like-minded people that will not lay on the excuse of us being humans and will uh, and will assist us in laying on the word knowing that God is going to take care of everything regardless of what's going on in our lives. We may be very upset about it. I mean, something may be terribly wrong. God forbid a loved one passes or something like that, and we may just be totally lost like, man, what am I going to do now? Or you may be, God forbid, you may be homeless. And you're sitting there talking about, man, what am I going to do now? I mean, (laughs) I'll tell you, two years ago, I was there. Two years ago, I I was homeless. I was homeless for about six, I would say six or seven months. I was homeless. I was living in a hotel room not understanding, not really knowing what was going to go next. But like I said, with my age and everything, I started thinking, man, you have really done nothing with yourself. What what have you really done with your life? And this is what I'm speaking to myself. This is what I was speaking, <clears throat> getting emotional, but um, this is what I was speaking to myself. What have you done with your life? You haven't done a thing. I knew it wasn't nothing but the enemy speaking those things to me. And at the same time, not at the same time, but close to that time, I was having problems with with my hip, going through that, being homeless, working at a job where I know I wasn't happy at but I was at my job for 10 years. So another blow right at 
my 10-year mark, I end up losing my job. I was fired. I was fired from my job at the 10-year mark because of the enemy coming in, disrupting things within, within my life. Because of a person being so jealous of me and what I knew and how things were going within my life there at that job, my attitude allowed somebody else to remove me from somewhere where now I know I was too complacent. I was too comfortable. So when I lost my job, what what happens next? Of course, you're sitting back and you're thinking, wow, what's going on? I was here, had this job for 10 years, you know, making not great money, but at least making enough money to take care of bills, things of that nature, to going from there halfway homeless, looking for a place to stay, and trying to generate work. So all that to say this, yes, eventually after I got out of my pity party and really started listening to people around me, really started listening to people who was uplifting me to let me know, hey, you can do this, don't worry about it. I had my partner, my my business partner who I work with now with the cleaning company, you know, she was uplifting. She was talking to me, you know, hey, it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. And that's exactly, you know, getting into the word, speaking to my mom and stuff like that. And at the same time, while all of this is going on as well, I was having problems in my home life. So, of course, you can imagine, yeah, you're going to have problems at your home life. Because, you know, you're in, in between places to live. you holding on to a job by a thumbnail. You're not knowing where a real next check is going to come in. And, of course, you have, you have a lot of things going on in your head. So around that time in my life, I really felt like the ultimate failure. And I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Honestly, I did not plan on speaking about this today. This was God's plan for me to speak about this. So, because I look at it that it kind of leads into and it kind of goes along with what we're going through as a nation right now. We have so many people wondering what's going to go on and what's going to take place and what's going to happen, but we start to forget the first place where we need to start off is with God. We need to start off with the word. We need to start off with our elders. We need to start off with our pastors, you know, speak to them and let them, you know, pour into you. Let your friends who you know stand stands on the word of God, allow them to pour into you. Don't always think that you have to walk around and try to figure it out and do it yourself. That is why God always places people around you that know the word more than you do or that have their mindset together to the point where 
they've gone through certain things so they can work with you when you're going through something. But I get it if you start to feel like what you're going through is different than what somebody else is going through. You do start to feel that at first. You know, especially when I had to have my hip operation and stuff because majority of my friends that I knew, nobody ever had a hip operation. Nobody ever had anything like that done. So, of course, I'm coming down on myself about that. But at the end of the day is what I'm trying to say, if you haven't already figured out, at the end of the day, we keep striving, we keep battling, Worrying doesn't do anything but adds more gray hair to your head. That's it. It makes your hair fall out at an early age. (laughs) So what's going on right now, this too shall pass. Believe in the word. Believe in what God has told you and what he has foretold you. If somebody that you know ends up with this coronavirus, you pray for them. You pray over them. God is going to see them through it. Um, there was, excuse me, uh, but there was um, a Facebook post that I just got through reading, and it was very interesting. Uh, the lady was talking about she had pretty much the symptoms of the coronavirus before the coronavirus was even widespread and blown up. So now a lot of people are saying that they actually had the coronavirus, but at that time, hospitals and doctors didn't know what they were testing for. They didn't know what it was. And this is more than one person. This is just one, more than one just, you know, person having a fluke about it and talking about it. This was like numerous people that saw this long post and was like, wow, this happened to me as well. Or, wow, I knew somebody that this happened to. So it just just made me think that because we didn't know what was really going on, people took it at face value like, okay, I just have a bad strand of the flu or I have a bad cough that just won't go away. They didn't take it as a death sentence, like a lot of people are doing now. They're taking it as, oh, man, I'm going to die, because that's what the media is saying. But a lot of people in the media isn't telling you that, you know, majority of the people that were, that did die from this were a lot of elderly people or their immune systems were weak and really couldn't battle it. So it seems like we're okay if we don't know. Just like if you go to a restaurant, and and my dad, my dad used to be a chef, and he was famous for doing this at the house. He would make certain things and serve it to me and my sister and say, hey, well, you know, how do you like that? And we're sitting there tearing it up. Oh, man, this is good. And he's never done this. Just as, This is just, you know, for sake of understanding what I'm saying. He'll say, oh, that was, that was dog chops or something like that. <laughs> and we'll look at him like, what? Like, well, but you said it was good until you figured out what it was. 
So it's just like, you know, this coronavirus stuff that's going on, you took it at face value or some people took it at face value that, oh, it's just a bad cold, it's going to go away, I'll drink more orange juice, I'll take care of myself a little bit more, and I'll be fine. But until you found out that a couple of people passed away from it, then that's when the hysteria wants to sink in. That's when the people want to forget all about, oh, I got God on my side. God is going to take care of me. That's when people start to forget that, you know, hey, I'm stronger than this. I can battle through this. I can get through this, you know. But it is funny because a lot of the things that they say do are things that we should have been doing anyway. So that just means, <laughs> that just tells me that a lot of people have been walking around nasty. I ain't been washing your hands. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, a lot of it to me is comical. I'm sorry. A lot of it to me is comical. Um, I'm starting to get into the real mindset now that, hey, whatever happens is going to happen. Um, God is going to take care of the rest, man. And that's just point blank. Because, um, like I said, three more years, I'll be 50 years old. Um, brand new business, just started it. Um, we'll be going on a year in May. Um, I just pray that it keeps building from here. You know, it keeps getting bigger, keeps getting better. I'm able to hire people so that I can sit home and let them go do the work. <laughs> but uh, definitely. But on the comical side of things, man, I did not know that so many kids love pool and pill Twizzlers. Oh, my goodness. Y'all talking about the toilet paper was gone. The strawberry or the cherry-flavored pool and pill Twizzlers are all bought out. And that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite candies if I'm going to eat something sweet. I shouldn't be eating that, but, hey, that's, that's my guilty pleasure. Is the pool and pill Twizzlers. I love them. And I went to three stores and they were bought out. I had to turn around and get um, the watermelon flavor instead of the cherry flavor that I usually get. And it just made me realize I was like, wow, all of these kids are going to be out of school for the next two, three weeks. The parents have bought them up. I mean, <laughs> bought the covers bare. From the pool and tw pool and pill Twizzlers, so shout out to Twizzlers, man, because y'all are making y'all money right now. Not only the toilet paper, but the pool and pill Twizzlers, they making their money right now. That stock has gone up. So if you have stock in Twizzlers, y'all are about to make some money <laughs> in these next couple of weeks, man. I, I, I'm for real about that. But uh, that's what I said, man. Sometimes you have to laugh about it, even. Even when you think it's a ser something serious, some people have to laugh and joke about it to keep from crying, to keep from pulling their hair out. Do not judge people if they're laughing or trying to crack a joke about it because you never know. They may go home behind closed doors and fall to their knees with tears coming down uncontrollably, but that's their mechanism on battling Stress is to laugh about it when they're out in public. So, you know, let's let's start trying to understand, folks. Um, also, 
in this time and in this time let's let's check on our depressed let's check on the folks that you know have a case of depression because certain things like this will trigger it and make people think certain things and they hey thinking that they're all alone that they can't really be in the house by themselves like this you know they're trapped nobody's checking on them so let's check on those folks let's check on your elderly if you know of any um, any homeless people, let's hey let's let's try to really reach out to them, get them some some nice socks, uh, t-shirts, you know, of course, you know, toiletries, things to clean their hands, wash their wash themselves up. If you have an extra room, and hey, if you have an extra room, try to see if you can help them out by giving them you know a place to stay for a couple of days or something, or if you have the extra money, you know, take them to a hotel and try to get them a room, you know, for a couple of days or, or something of that nature. Reach out to your neighbors, man. Reach out to other people, um, not just thinking about yourselves. So definitely uh, try to do that. So uh, I want to end it with the song, a song by a phenomenal artist. He goes by the name of Mike Jeezy. Um, you see him on Facebook. You see his his mom on Facebook more than anything. She's his manager, Miss Mary uh, Goosby. I believe Goosby. Excuse me if I'm messing up your last name. But, um, you know, check out his single, the video, uh, My Cry. The joint is nice. It really talks about, you know, depression. It talks about, uh, I believe, suicidal uh, thoughts, tendencies, things of that nature, man, it's, it's, it's definitely a deep song, something to really listen to the words and support this artist for what he's doing, man. Um, that's the one thing that I really can't understand why we have so many Christians out here in the world, and I still don't understand why a lot of our Christian brothers and sisters that are putting out all this positive content isn't being supported more and it's it's just ridiculous and then for the folks and i'm speaking for myself and for other people out here that i know that's doing things like deandre smith hall um old man zero he he is over tent maker expedition uh, my sister amanda haley that's uh iceberg 360 she does a show um a lot of times it seems like we're we're trying to push and we're trying to support, but the artists don't want to support what we're doing because our numbers aren't as great as a Rapzilla or different organizations of that number of of that nature. So I'm not sure. It may just be me, but I'm I'm not sure. It's, it's something that has to change within that. We have to bring that unity back together and uh, build off of each other and not just you know, off of the numbers, but build off of that, like God said, you know, hey, if you have one person out there and you can grab their attention, then that one person can tell another person, bam, you got two. And then those two people you never know can go tell 10. So it can build. You just have to have that, you know, just deal with what you have and keep pushing. Um, as of right now, what I'm starting to do is I'm building a website, whereas if you have a podcast or something of that nature and you want it shared, I will share it on on my website. 
So um, I'm not charging anybody anything. I just want to make sure that everybody's content is being pushed and everybody is being uh, heard and seen. So definitely get at me. All right? So without further ado, my cry by my brother, Mike Jeezy. Y'all have a peaceful one. And make sure you remember, man, God loves you. We love you. Keep it pushing. All right? Peace. Your time, so I'm gonna take this nine with the tears in my eyes on the spit. 